Dear Heavenly Father, once again we come before you and ask that you would take our time together, use it to give us a greater understanding of your word and, and Lord, a greater desire to serve you in these last days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Take your Bibles, if you would, Revelation chapter 13. And tonight we will be dealing with probably the most talked about verses in the entire book of Revelation. And um, uh, unfortunately, there's going to be very little new light that we can shed on these things because this isn't uh, something that God really wants us to have a complete understanding. But we start in verse 11, and again, we are being introduced to the characters here. This is a pause in the middle of the book of Revelation. Chapter 12, we were introduced to the woman, the Israel, the man-child, which is Jesus Christ, the great red dragon, which is the devil, and Michael, the angel, has his place there. And now, last week, we spent some time on the beast rising up out of the sea, and we followed that terminology through uh, uh, the book of Daniel and other places talking about the natural flow of history, uh, the natural events as these beasts rose up out of the sea, the Bible says, or out of humanity as a whole, uh, different ways. And we start our reading in verse 11, and I beheld another beast. So now we have a different entity, another beast uh, coming up, and let's just finish reading here. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causeth the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire to come down, fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he hath power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, threescore, and six. Now, how many of you remember a few years ago there was a Korean church on the subways? 666, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, 666, does anybody remember that? I uh, used to see them all over. And that's all they would say. They would mumble that as they walked up and down the subway cars. And and it was rather cryptic. I never did figure out what in the world they were trying to say. 
And uh, every once in a while, somebody gives me a piece of paper, the mark of the beast. And it talks about chips that they're implanting into dogs and cats and all of these things. That's not the mark of the beast, my friend. Uh, dogs and cats cannot worship. Uh, it's not part of it. Uh, we'll hear articles about, well, they want to put chips into your kids now. And so that you, in case you lose them, you can find them. And... Uh, I'm all for not losing children, amen? Uh, it takes a lot of work to keep from losing children, but it can be done. I mean, it has been done for centuries without computers, but that's not the mark of the beast, all right? Now, what we have here, before we get into this proper, the the writer of of the book of Revelation here, and remember, this is not the revelation of the beast, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what the book is about. And so, as we are being introduced here to these characters and the parts they're going to play, remember the beast, the kingdom of the first beast is only going to continue 40 and two months. He's going to have half of one of those halves of the tribulation period is going to belong to him. And as he comes to power, we have this second beast, and the Bible says that he rises up from the earth. Now, the, uh, many people have said, well, if he comes from the earth, that means he's got to come from the land of Israel, and he must be... Uh, uh, one commentator went on quite to explain that this second beast was actually the true Antichrist, uh, the only problem is he is the one that causes people to worship the first beast. So why did he come up out of the earth? The only answer I can give you is we follow things that are clearly stated in the scripture that we know to understand things that are less clear. We go to the book of Daniel and it tells us, out of the sea arose these beasts. And, and we followed the kingdoms and talked about out of humanity, Nebuchadnezzar came up and we have the Babylonian kingdom. And after him came the Persian kingdom. These rose up out of the sea. The natural flow of history rising up out of mankind. This guy's coming from a different place. Maybe he's from another planet. No. Uh, don't don't get into UFOs, all right? How many of you saw the news article? A UFO uh, was on the streets in Washington, D.C. this week. Did anybody see that? And uh, it looked like the picture was a huge flying saucer on a flatbed truck going right down the street. Uh, the official answer is that it is a... Uh, controlling, you know, the drone attacks that everybody talks about. This is the drone that controls the other drones. And so somebody at the Pentagon had a real sense of humor and made it look like a spaceship. And I mean, it really does. Uh, don't, don't, don't get too far from that. Just the best that I can do, the best I can understand is this second fellow here, this second beast that rises up out of the earth, is not going to be part 
of the natural flow of history or the sea of humanity as a whole, he's going to come from a different place. It's going to be a break in the natural flow of events. And the Bible tells us that his main job is going to be to cause the earth and then the dwell therein to worship the first beast. Now, he's going to have several things at his disposal. You see, this first beast is going to be the one, the Bible tells us, he's going to rise to power. He is going to be wounded uh, with a sword. He's going to receive a deadly wound, and he's going to live. Now, we have uh, uh, many, many people that receive incredible wounds and live. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the actual statistics. I should have looked them up. But when we go from war to war, when we go from World War II to, let's say, the Vietnam War, if we had the same casualty rate, the number of wounded soldiers die, the Vietnam War would have been three times that that it was. But because of medical science and advances on the battlefield, we had three times less people killed in action and were able to survive their wounds and if you followed anything about the numbers from Afghanistan and the war in Iraq, it is absolutely amazing. The number of wounded soldiers that they bring back. Uh, it used to be if you were uh, uh, severely wounded on the battlefield, you were dying. But... What they have today, they can bring you back in little pieces and literally sew you together again. It's un, un, inco, uncomprehensible, uh, the, the wounds that people survive today. But I'll tell you what, one thing they can't fix is they can't fix your head. They can fix a lot of things. And when the president goes anywhere, if you've ever studied anything about that or been anywhere he's been, how many of you are in lower Manhattan this afternoon? Uh, I mean, it, they close the whole place down. And he wears special protective clothing, and he's got secret servicemen all around him, and they've got, uh, if he speaks anywhere, I remember watching... President Bush Sr. speak at a college graduation and they put us in a stadium. And uh, this was his second graduation that day. He was University of North Carolina in the morning and then Liberty University where my brother was attending in the afternoon. And uh, they, uh, they stopped at University of North Carolina. My brother told me 1,100 Secret Servicemen showed up two weeks before the second event to secure the campus. I mean, you talk about all the things that they do, and yet this person is going to receive this deadly wound. He is going to survive, 
I mean, we will try not to get too graphic here, but literally the Bible says a wound to the head. It uses the term a sword, uh, which was the weapon du jour. Uh, Gunpowder had not been invented and all of those things. But could you imagine someone receiving a mortal wound and living? For years, when I was a kid, it was always John F. Kennedy was coming back to life. Uh, No, not going to happen. But this second beast is going to rise up, and he's going to begin doing miraculous things. The Bible says that his goal is going to be to get them to worship, and it does use the word worship here. And he causes them to worship the first beast. He doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire to come fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do. Now this is the next key phrase here, in the sight of the beast. Now, this second guy is going to have power to do miraculous things. Now, if you watch TV at all, they accomplish miraculous things on TV every day. If you've studied the history of warfare at all, they accomplish things that would be beyond miraculous. And remember, here we have John, a first century Christian, seeing these things and writing what he sees, I mean, it's not too hard for the President of the United States to call fire down out of heaven, now is it? Over top goes one of those planes and a bomb comes out and all of a sudden there's fire out of heaven. This guy is going to do something that is going to cause the entire world to pay attention to him. Does your mind work at all like mine does? I mean, I'm trying to figure out what in the world this guy is going to be able to pull off that CBS, CNN, and all these guys are going to be down there filming what's going on, broadcasting it, and saying, this guy has got something that nobody else has ever had. And his whole goal, Joe, there we go, thank you, my son Joe, I'm sorry. He is going to cause, he is going to deceive the inhabitants of the world by the things that he has power to do. And there's going to be connection with the power of this second fellow there with the sight of the first beast. When he is, he's got to be within eyesight, he's going to be standing on the platform, and somehow there's going to be something, and of course we know, where does the first beast get his power? The dragon. So where's the second beast going to get his power? Apparently from the first beast. Same way. It's just going to be bypassed. He's going to be not necessarily, uh, maybe not, Maybe from the first beast, but certainly it's going to be the power of the devil. 
He is going to use this miraculous phenomena. And I, and I want you to just think for a minute. If somebody showed up and started doing some really wild stuff, what would be your first thought? It's got to be some movie shoot, right? I mean, where are the special effects? When you see these magicians, or actually the proper term is illusionist, perform their tricks, I mean, they cut the lady, they don't even, they're not satisfied to cut her in half anymore. They take the middle and swing it out completely and, and, and uh, levitate people off the floor and they do all these, you know what, they're all tricks. If you really did cut her in half, uh, there's this little thing called, uh, Thou shalt not murder. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think we need to go there. We are trained to pick out the tricksters. Isn't that what New York is all about? I mean, we know how to find the fakes. I mean, the best fakes in the world have to be here, do they not? Because if they're not the best, they don't make it here. They just get laughed off the stage. I mean, uh, there's always the story of the guy that shows up at the bank and says, I want to rob the bank. I got a gun. And the person pushes the little button and the police come and, and all they had was a bag of powdered sugar in their pocket or something like that. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you'd better be smart about it. And yet the Bible tells us this guy is going to deceive the world. Now, I also want us to picture the world in which he's going to deceive them. How many of you remember all the things that happened? Right now, we have somewhere between one-third and one-half of the world's population dead in three and a half years. One-third of the green grass is burned up. All the trees are gone. One-third of the ocean is dead. That gets us to the midpoint of the tribulation period. We've already had several earthquakes of a magnitude unknown in human history. Uh, and I say human history because uh, these evolutionists always talk about big earthquakes and that's how the earth got here. Uh, have you ever known an earthquake to build anything? Uh, I mean, they, they break things down. So... It's going to be a world far different than you and I understand today, yet the world is looking for a Messiah, is it not? I mean, I haven't heard how the Greek election, I don't know, that's sometime this week, I think, right? And, and everybody's just waiting to see what's going to happen in the Greek election, and of course, Spain is waiting to see how much money Greece is going to get so they can ask for more. Uh, and, and, I mean, this whole, the whole world system is set up. Who's going to straighten it out if everything goes wrong? Uh, talk to Ayman Jihad over there in Iran, and he's going to say, the last imam. The first beast. The second beast is going to unite the political and the religious. 
How many people already worship the government? Does anybody remember the last election, presidential election? This guy gets up and says, We just want you to take care of us. And of course, the president promised that he would. And he's done such a fine job. He's created more jobs in the first three years of his office than were created in seven years before the crisis. Does anybody believe that? Sign up for counseling after church. Amen. Uh, We've got all this crazy stuff going on in the world. It is hard to tell the difference between what is true and what is not. Amen. This fella is going to show up and he's going to convince the world through the means of his miracles. Matthew 20, 20, 24, 24, Jesus said that if it were possible, these antichrists, these imitation of Christ are going to deceive, would be able to deceive the very elect if it were not for the fact that you hold in your hands the word of God. He has power to do these things in the sight of the beast, and he causes them to make an image of the beast, a statue. Now, here's where things get a little weird. They make this image of the beast, verse 14, the last phrase, which had the wound by a sword and did live, And verse 15, and he, the second beast, had power to give life unto the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And and he causeth all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And we'll we'll come back here. He builds an image. He has power to give this image life. Now, the first thing my mind thinks about is robotics, right? But is a robotics life? No. No. Man has always dreamed about creating life. Isn't that true? How many of you are unfortunate enough to read Frankenstein? And he's all about the creation of life. And we have all these strange ideas, but they're going to build this image. And I just believe what the Bible says. He's going to give life to the image. And the image is going to demand worship. And the image is going to come out with an edict that if you don't worship me as the image of the beast, of the first beast, you're going to die. Now, remember, we have limited food sources limited natural resources, the destruction of almost all major infrastructure on the planet by this time because of the great earthquakes and and storms and all the other things that have happened. 
How many know what the biggest problem we have with our budget in New York State is? Fraud. It is people getting public assistance by fraud, people getting disability through fraud, people collecting government pensions through fraud. They just went through... Uh, they're going through the different departments now. They just went through the fire department and caught a whole bunch of guys that are working jobs somewhere else, getting huge pensions because of minor injuries. You know what? Would you? It talks about this mark being connected to buying and selling. How many of you'd like to stop prostitution? Drug use, the illegal black market. They caught some guy here in Queens just the other day with 3,000 of some kind of pills and 4,000 of this kind of pills and a whole stash of guns and money in his trunk. How many of you like to see those guys go to jail? I mean, I would, wouldn't you? Let me tell you something. This idea of the mark of the beast will stop all of those things. Because you won't be able to buy or sell. You won't, you won't go to the bank to get money anymore. They're going to fire all tellers. Poor Jason. Of course, you won't be here, so we won't have to worry about it. Amen? But there'll be no cash. The exchange will all be electronic. And they've been talking about this for years. How many people know who the biggest counterfeiter of United States money is? North Korea. Second biggest one is Iran. How do they finance these things? Hey, the mark of the beast is going to stop all that stuff. There will be very little. I can't say no because the Bible doesn't say no, but it says no man's going to buy or sell. The beast is going to have control of all food supplies, all natural resources, everything you need, you know, electricity. It's all going, you won't be able to drive your car because you won't be able to buy gas. You won't be able to cross the bridge. You won't be able to do anything without this control. And you hear all of these things. The image demands worship. The image demands death for those who won't worship. And he, going back to the false prophet here, the second beast, causeth all to receive a mark, that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark. Now, it gives us a list of three things here. There's the mark, the name... Or the number of his name. And then a very cryptic verse. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is a number of a man. And his number is six hundred, three score and six. Now this is where the six, six, six comes from. It is the number of a man. This mark is going to be. Either a mark, the name, or the number of his name. 
That's what the Bible tells us. You're going to have a choice. Somebody said, well, it's going to be a tattoo. And somebody else said, it's going to be a chip that's implanted. And uh, the, the problem is right now, the chips that we have, they actually have a bio chip that works off of the electrical impulses generated in your body. No batteries, no nothing. There's only one problem. It is a read-only chip. You, they put information on it. They put it in. And that way, when you get blown up on a battlefield around the world, they can find whatever part of you, scan it, and know who you were and what uh, and know about you. You come into an emergency room, uh, metal vac. They use this with many of our special forces. They can scan it and know all of your medical history in a matter of moments. But if you're going to buy and sell, what do you need? You need read-write capability. It's coming. We're not that far behind. They have uh, hard drives. They say the size of your thumbnail. They can hold several gigabytes of information. By the way, your entire King James Bible only takes up one megabyte. So uh, they'll get it down. They'll, they'll get this thing. It's not, it's not too hard to understand how this could happen. But here's something that you need to understand about this mark of the beast. Number one, it's related to worship. We pledge allegiance to the United States of America until the United States of America disagrees with the word of God. You won't have that option because the political and the religious, this is the goal of all history, is to get everything connected in one. The Bible tells us that this first beast will be a man. He's got the number of a man. His number is 603 score and six. It's associated with worship it's associated with citizenship. You don't become a member of his kingdom. There's going to be a world society. And in order to get into that, you must take this mark or his name or the number of his name. If you cannot buy or sell, guess what? You're not going to live very long. It is going to be a very, very difficult time. Now, I, I believe in looking in the Bible. There's only one other place the number 666, 603 score and 6 is mentioned in the scriptures. If you would, turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 10. And it's kind of strange. It's connected with uh, commerce. First Kings chapter 10. And verse... What have I got here? Sorry. 14. Now, the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year 
was six hundred, three score, and six talents of gold. Now, that's the only other place in the Bible the number itself is mentioned. And it is connected to commerce. Solomon was the golden age of the Hebrew kingdom, was he not? What did the countries around Solomon say about him? Who can make war with him? It's not quoted in your Bible. But he made peace with Egypt. The kings of the Hittites in the northern kingdoms, if they wanted horses, how did they get them? Through Solomon. The Syrians had all been defeated, all of the tribals. David recovered the border at the Euphrates River of the nation of Israel. And Solomon had a kingdom that was pictured by peace and prosperity. The building of the temple and the worship of false gods. Uh, I, I believe that the Antichrist is, not, is going to be, this, this Antichrist is going to be pictured by Solomon. He is going to be a man that brings peace, sent forth to conquer and to conquer, no arrows. He's going to be a man that brings prosperity. He's going to be the guy that has all the answers. He's going to receive a deadly wound and he's going to live. Now, we don't have any picture of the, in that of Solomon. But there is one other 333, and this is just a Montoroism, so take it or leave it. But look at verse 18. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the best gold. And the throne had six steps. And the top of the throne was round behind, and there were stays on either side of the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside these stays. And twelve lions stood there on one side, and on the other side, the six steps, there was not the like made in any kingdom. You see Solomon's throne? Six steps. This side, six lions. This side, six lions. Now again, that's just an interesting thing to think about. What is the significance of that? I have no idea. Uh, but let me tell you, 603 score and six talents of gold, three sets of six talking about his throne, I believe there's some kind of connection here between this first beast, the one the Bible calls the Antichrist, and if he's going to be a reincarnated anybody, he'll be a reincarnated Solomon. Now, I don't believe God reincarnates anybody. He, he didn't reincarnate Elijah for John the Baptist. I believe he's going to rise up out of the sea, just like the other great kings of the earth, and this false prophet... We believe this is the identification because when we get to Revelation 16, we've already been there. It is, the be it is the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet that deceive all the nations of the world and bring them together to Armageddon. It is going to be the beast and the false prophet 
that are taken out at the battle of Armageddon and put into the lake of fire. And it is going to be the beast and the false prophet at the end of the thousand years when the devil is finally put into that lake of fire, God's eternal judgment. They're going to still be there. Those are the references to these people here. And so, number one, I would not be too awful worried about the mark of the beast. Because how many of you are going to worship anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen? Um, It is an interesting thought. People want to picture all of these thousands and thousands uh, of people living on earth, and of course the population of the world is going to decline greatly during the tribulation period, somewhere between two-thirds and three-quarters of the world's population is going to be wiped out according to the scriptures in these seven years. We have this fellow coming on, and it's interesting, we have the first beast, they make a statue of him. The second beast gives life to the statue, and it is the statue that commands worship and commands obedience, blind obedience. It is the false prophet that sets up the financial basis of this thing called the mark of the beast. That's where he comes in. That's his claim to fame. How many of you have studied medieval history at all? You have the kings trying to raise money. What was one of the fastest ways to raise money in medieval Europe? How about the Inquisition? You confiscate property, you give a part to the church, and you give a part to the kingdom. Interesting way of doing business, now wasn't it? Uh, this is what is going to happen. I praise God. I don't believe church is going to be here. Uh, We're getting out of here. As far as I can understand in the scriptures, and that's what I'm looking forward to. So why is all this stuff in here for us? Well, you will see several warnings. Because when we go, guess what we're leaving behind? There are warnings in here so that those that live on earth will not take the mark of the beast. But let me ask you a question, and this is just something for us to think about and contemplate. We have all of this time spent trying to figure out who the Antichrist is, and I I think the website is still up. I've never been there. Somebody told me about it. Uh, You can go there and they will re-spell your name in different languages until you can work out the number 666 so you'll have an opportunity maybe to be the Antichrist. Uh, What a waste of time. Uh, I remember I had a fellow years ago come running into church and he said, I know who the Antichrist is. 
and it was uh, Jerry, whoever it was, Sinn Féin, the IRA, Republican Army, blowing up people. He's going to be the Antichrist. I said, you know, there's only one problem with that. He said, what's that? I said, his real name is Gerald, not Jerry. And he just turned around and began to think. I love to play with minds like that. But the truth of the matter is, the world is going to believe this guy is the best thing that's ever happened to them. He is going to be the answer, just like Solomon was. He's going to solve all the problems. He is going to give prosperity to the world. What have they said the last four or five presidential elections? It's the economy. People always vote their pockets. And what the, if you've ever read the Federalist Papers... One of the things that they warned us on in the uh, papers on democracy is once the people figure out they can get money out of the till, that is the end of the freedom of the government of the United States. That was written in the early 17, late 1700s as our government was formed. Quite prophetic. And by the way, it's happening. That's why there's a problem in Greece. That's why there's a problem in Spain. That's why there's going to be problems in every other European country is because people are figured out, hey, I can vote me money out of the till, and that's what they're doing. The number and all of this thing, don't get shook up when you hear, if you hear tomorrow, Apple comes out with the iChip, your phone, your computer, everything in a chip. And we'll put it in the back of your right hand. No, that's not the mark of the beast. By the way, I'm not letting anybody put anything in me that doesn't belong there. Amen? But the simple truth of the matter is, the world as we know it is going to change. For people to be able to be deceived by this individual and to pledge allegiance to a man. Those changes are going to be dramatic. And what we need to do is we need to get out there with the gospel till Jesus comes back. Amen? It's just that simple. But we have the beast and the false prophet. We're going to see the parts that they are going to play. We've already seen the nation of Israel and the plans that the devil has against them and how the God is going to protect them during the time that they're going to be persecuted by the beast and the dragon. And so we've got chapters uh, 14 and 15 and then 17 through 18 and then chapters 20 and 21. And then we're going to try to go back and just put all this together. And so, uh, not much to give an invitation out of tonight other than just be faithful where the Lord has called you to be. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you this night. And Lord, as we go through this information here and, and we see these things, let us not grow complacent as... 
Antichrist in small form, in, in, uh, in image of the real one that is yet to come, stand up every day and lead people astray. Lord, let us be true to your word. And Lord, not to be rattled or shaken in our faith every time some new scientific discovery is made. But Lord, that we would be simply faithful to you and your word each and every day that we live. In Jesus' name we pray. And we'll just have the piano play. And if you need to slip out and spend a few moments, the altar is open.